This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Can I play with him? Can I win with him? Can I go with him? Can't do it. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. You are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Clock Dodgers podcast. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers podcast. I am your host, Neil. This is week eight of the NFL season. I'm excited to talk some fantasy football with you guys. You guys know how we do here. I'm looking forward to this. It's This is fun. We're like the mid part of the season now. Yeah, football's almost half over if you don't count. You know, it, it's, it, it, it's sad. We wait so long for this moment, and now it's here. And, like, it's kind of, you know, we can almost feel it already leaving our grasp. No, nah, we still got some time. We got some time. For, for people who are, you know, out of the race already because your team's, like, 0-7 or something, I'm sorry. You know, but if you if you have a losing record right now, but it's still not terrible, you're not out. So these episodes are super important, super helpful to maybe switch your mindset a little bit, switch your team up a little bit. You still have time to to turn this thing around. So don't give up yet, guys. And if you're just killing it, you're just killing it. I'm assuming you're using cloudriders.com. I'm assuming you're following us on social media to get all those, you know, tidbits that we drop there. I'm assuming you listen to the podcast regularly um, to get advice and whatnot. So thank you guys who've been riding around all all year long with us forever, not even just for football content, but for everything. Um, we also, you know, have a lot of different things that we're doing. We're going to c- continue to add stuff. Um, if you guys, if there's certain things you want to hear from us or see from us, please let us know. We only know if you tell us. Um, so let me know. Um, besides that, really quick shout out, no halftime, the daily fantasy sports app that you can play player versus player challenges. It's nothing like any other app you've ever used. I take your money on there. I just straight up do. It's just me versus you and I take your money. If you think that's not true, if you think you can beat me, now let me stop. Let me let me not get too crazy. If you want a hundred dollar bet, let's go, man. Let's go. I'm not doing it with you. <laughs> I'm just not. But uh, seriously, you use the promo code clock when you sign up. And that lets them know, I listen to the Cloud Dodgers podcast. I, I, I love the show. And I also want to, you know, support these sponsors and have fun with other Clock Dodgers. So you use the promo code CLOCK when you do that. It helps us. It's great. It really does. It helps the show. It helps push this thing forward and propel us into places that we want to go. At the same time, you get to have fun. At the same time, I wouldn't say use the promo code CLOCK for nothing. I'm telling you, if you do that, when you make your first deposit, you get a 50, 50% bonus. So let's say you donate I mean, not donate. You're not donating. You're you're using this money. So say you put in twenty five dollars when you uh, put your first deposit in. You're gonna get fifty dollars because they're gonna give you a fifty percent bonus on your money, and it's up to fifty dollars. You really can't beat that. You're you're literally getting free money just for doing something you were gonna do anyway. <laughs> it's crazy. It really is absurd. But I, I'm not gonna turn away a great deal like that. So you shouldn't either. You should take advantage of those kind of things because. We put these things in place to give you guys a little extra, um, kind of a thank you, you know, a little kickback 
for the, uh, you know, for the stuff you guys do and for sticking around and enjoying this great product that we put out there for you guys. Also, shout out to officialfantasyrings.com. For those of you who have been following since the beginning, uh, these guys make rings for your fantasy league. And they got some fancy shit on there. Um, if you really, if you're in a big money league or you're in a league where guys are really involved or you want to just spice your league up, you want to juice things up, go to officialfantasyrings.com and I promise you the stuff that you see there will blow your mind. It is some swagged out stuff for your fantasy league. If you're a champ, if you're a league champ, you're going to want one of these bad boys. So get your get your league mates to chip in or or one of you invest in this and just get a, get a league ring. You know, whether you guys want to hand it around each year, I don't think you want to do that because this is one of those things you customize from year to year. But just imagine that thing sitting up on your little mantle, you know, in your man cave, or, you know, you go to next year's draft and you got this fat ass piece of ring on your finger. Trust me, officialfantasyrings.com. You want to go there and check it out. If you want to just see them on Twitter, you just go to um, at the fantasy rings and you'll see uh, they got some stuff on there. They got some like uh, pictures and things of rings that they've made or ones that they're working on uh, for different leagues and stuff that people have ordered. So they actually sponsor the podcast in a way also where we did this unique uh, league where everyone donated money and then the league was set up so that the winner would get a ring from them. So it's a cool, it's a cool thing. And right now in that league, shout out to Brooksy. You guys remember him on the show. Um, he, he, he's actually leading the league right now. So shout out to Brooksy doing his thing. Um, shout out to him. Shout out to official fantasy rings, all that good stuff. Guys, let's go ahead and just start talking some fantasy football week eight. Let's go. All right. All right. All right. Let's see what we got here on the schedule. So, I, I did want to talk to you guys really quick because, you know, obviously when we talk fantasy football and I get lots of, you know, emails and messages on Twitter or Instagram or different apps, Fantasy Life, Sleeper Bot, things like that. And we, we just have talks. We have conversations about football and a lot of times trade ideas come up and, you know, what do you think of this trader? What do you think of that trader? What, what should I offer for this guy? Um, I, I wanted to start this episode on the trading thing because trading is... Uh, it's an in, it's an interesting piece to fantasy football. I love trading. Anyone who's been in leagues with me, anyone who's had you know these football conversations with me, you know I love trading. To me, it's almost a sport in itself. Like I almost enjoy the trading aspect, the building of a team over any other part of fantasy football. But I wanted to kind of kind of dig into it a little bit because um, I think it was uh, hmm, I think it was JJ Zacharyson uh, on Twitter mentioned something about it uh, because. When people offer trades, it's like, or when they ask you about trades and they say, is this a fair offer? Or what do you think of this offer? You have to understand that there's so many variables involved in a trade um, that it's hard to answer just off of that, just off of seeing players' names, right? Because you don't know the the, the construction of one of the other team's, other person's team. I don't know the construction of your team. Um I don't know what they need. I don't know what you need. I'm assuming I know what you need because I see what you're trading for, but I don't know what they need. One of the easiest ways to just tell simple things of whether your trade is legit and whether it's good, look at the person's team that you're trying to trade with. Don't give them something. Don't don't say, oh, I'm going to give you a, you know, a Melvin Gordon and they already have three good running backs. Like you're wasting their time. Your offer is never going to look good to them, really, unless they're like some Melvin Gordon, you know, lover and they fucking just want Melvin Gordon and you're trying to get running backs back from them. It's hard to... You know, you got to look at what they need. Look at what they need. So if you're saying to yourself, I got a bunch of wide receivers here. 
I need some running backs. You go to your league, you look for teams with bad depth at wide receiver. You're looking for teams with just bad starters at wide receiver. You're looking for teams with a bunch of running backs on them that don't can't use them all because they got too many and they don't have enough starting spots. And those are the teams you try to trade with. So that automatically makes your offer halfway decent because you're giving them something they need, right? That's just that's already the start. If you don't start there, the, the whole trading thing, you're just kind of wasting your time. You're just wasting your time. You need to look at who you're trading with. You need to look specifically for the trading partners that make sense for you. That's number one. Um, so the other an- another big thing for me is you want to try to limit the, the blind trade offers. And, and what I mean by that is open some sort of dialogue with your league mate. If it's possible, if it's possible before or during the offer, send in a trade offer. It's kind of, it kind of, it's basically almost like a sales job, right? It's almost sales because we've all done sales in some way, shape, or form. We all have this concept down, right? I think we do. Not everyone is as good as the next guy at sales, but I think we all have the general concept down. The better your relationship with the person, the the better, you know, the better trust that that person has in you. Uh, the better, you know, this understanding that they have of you, this, this relationship that you've built with them, even if it's through a short conversation, um, you need to build trust factor with people. If you don't have conversation, the trade offers are much harder to get done because they don't know you. They don't know what you're trying to do. They just think you're trying to hurt them. You want their player. So there's something negative here for them. You have to create dialogue with this person. That that's number one. If you want to make things easier on yourself, number two, was to pick the right team to try to make your offer to. Do, do your due diligence when making those offers. If you don't have a friendship of some sort, I guess, with this person, you know, like I said, try to communicate, try to build something. Dry trade offers for me just, you know, with no interaction are, are tough, you know? Um, so, so your girlfriend, wife, boyfriend, husband, whatever, you're, whatever you got going on, uh, a lot of times they say communication is the key to the relationship. It's the same here, man. It doesn't change. The, a lot of times these these things in life, I don't want to say these sayings, but these these ideas, they carry over into a lot of different things. So if it works in a relationship, it works probably in fancy football or you know whatever the case is. There's these values go both ways. Like I said, the next thing is to look for what they need. You know, so often these guys, you're, you're trying to trade and you just aren't giving them what they need. And it's really important to do that. So we've covered those two things and it's kind of the most important thing. Let me give you an example of that too. Recently, I, I have Melvin Gordon in a league and I really wanted Freeman, Devonta Freeman. I, I have, I'm in, a, I'm in a bunch of leagues <laughs> and I have Melvin Gordon in a bunch of leagues and I don't have Freeman in many leagues. Actually, I didn't have him in any leagues. And so I said, I wanted to kind of diversify a little bit, um, so I said, let me trade Melvin Gordon for Freeman, just straight up. Like I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get Freeman and I wanted to get rid of a, a Gordon stock. Um, so I said, let me, let me do this. Let's, let me, I could offer, I could offer Gordon for Freeman straight up, but what's the motivation there? Um, that owner has to just like Melvin Gordon more. That really is all it has to come down to, right? Because some people like Freeman more, some people like Gordon more. Um, Freeman started off the season hot. Gordon's currently doing hot. So it's kind of like, you know, it's a give and a take with these two, but it's not very, it's not something that somebody's going to jump at unless they just really love Melvin Gordon more, uh, for whatever reason. So at this point, you know, that would look probably pretty good. Melvin Gordon straight up for Freeman. But at the time he had just lost a a running back. I want to say it was 
Dalvin Cook or somebody. So what I did was I said, let me just throw in another running back. It doesn't even have to be a great running back. I just know he needs running backs. I threw in uh, Gio Bernard with Melvin Gordon, and he accepted it. You know, I, I, I had to I had to play the value that he needed. I had to give in a little bit. Whether that trade was good for me or not now, you know, it's not looking great, but it's also not terrible. Freeman's going to have his games. Gordon's going to have his games. So how they're up and downs. But I didn't need Gio Bernard, you know? So it's just one of those situations where, in his case, he needed a running back. I wanted his running back. I was going to give him a good running back back. Some would say a better running back back. But I had to just give him a little bit extra of another running back because I knew he had a guy to fill, a hole to fill that he just lost. So, you know, the, th- the thing to, he- to remember here is, also, the, uh, the, the other really important aspect that I think goes overlooked is who cares if you win the overall trade, if you win the, you know, people's choice award for the trade, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter if you think giving up Joe Bernard and Melvin Gordon is too much for Freeman because your goal was to get Freeman. You got the guy you wanted. That's it. That's all that mattered. It doesn't matter what you think you're doing for that person's team or, you know, what you think people on the outside looking in are going to think. All that matters is you helped your team, right? If, you know, you, you you lost your quarterback, you had, say, a Carson Palmer, an Aaron Rodgers, and you trade for a Tom Brady or, you know, someone has Drew Brees and Tom Brady, you trade for Tom Brady and you give up some player that you know, everyone's like, man, why did you just give this guy up? It doesn't matter what if you feel like you lost the trade overall, like maybe you gave a guy a little bit more value back. You needed a quarterback, and you got one. You got a really good one. It's just the way it is. You can't worry about what the outcome is to the public or if you gave him a little more fantasy points because it came down to you, you know, maybe bumping up a guy on your bench who's not horrible that you just had that you weren't really using because you couldn't because you couldn't fit him in your roster. You let him fill the hole of the wide receiver you just traded for the quarterback, and then you got the quarterback that you're using instead of some bum. Don't get caught up in that. So remember, the next time you're sending a trash offer with a bunch of bench players you don't use, you know who I'm talking to. You know who you are. No, <laughs> just messing with you guys. No one sends trash offers. Everyone's trades are amazing. <laughs> just remember, when you want to make a trade, find out what they need, provide it. Don't just service yourself. <laughs> it's much easier, I promise. All right, I'm off the, I'm off the trading rant. I just if you have any trade questions, hit me up. Um, I'm gonna try to start some some um, different outlets to make the whole trade questions thing move easier for people who have those because it seems like a big thing that I get asked a lot, and it's just hard to answer sometimes with the amount of information I'm getting. So, uh, on to something else really quick. What I want to talk about is I do this question of the week thing. You guys know how I roll with that. I just pick one question of the week from someone and uh, I do it here on the show. And if it's not a question from somebody, it's a question that I'm getting a lot. And so I just figure answering it on the podcast is better than just keep answering it a thousand times. Um, So the am I crazy if question of the week, am I crazy if I trade Odell Beckham Jr. or David Johnson or any of these other big name injured players in dynasty now because they're going to be out for the season or they're going to be out for a majority of the season and I have a real chance to win it all this year. Am I crazy if I trade those guys in a dynasty league? All right, so here's the deal. 
you're not crazy, right? You're not crazy if you trade Odell Beckham and you and you have a chance to win this year and you're going to get something decent back for him. You're not crazy. Same thing goes for David Johnson. Same thing goes for any player. You can't – you have to think about the future, obviously, in Dynasty League. That's, that's, the, that's the damn point is to think a couple years ahead, a few years ahead, whatever the case is. But if you have a chance to win right now, you have this window and you know it's there and you know it's real, as long as you don't get robbed in the deal. You have to understand you're going to undersell yourself. More than likely, the guy's injured. He can't play. That's the point of the person trying to buy him from you now, right? Is Because they, they can. Because you know, there's this little hole, there's this little loophole chance of a you know, hoop to jump through that they may be able to get Odell Beckham from you. So they're gonna they're gonna short sell you him because he's injured, but it may just be the guy you need to really make your playoff push. Or maybe you you were doing really well before Odell Beckham got hurt, and then when he got hurt, you had a real hole on your team now. But someone's willing to take that chance because their team's not doing so hot. So they'll take Odell Beckham from you. They'll give you their one good wide receiver that they have going for them right now, and you just take it. You take it because you want to win this year, right? You can't always think about next year, next year, next year, but not the year you're in unless your team just isn't good. So you're not crazy if you trade for Odell Beckham. I mean, if you trade Odell Beckham or if you trade David Johnson or you trade any of these guys, you're not crazy. It's just make sure you get back okay value, you know, decent value that's going to definitely for sure help you this year. Um, And that, you know, it's a fair deal. And be okay with it. Be okay with it. You're not crazy. If you want to send me your am I crazy questions that we use on the podcast here, send it to me on Twitter at Clock Dodgers. You can uh, send it to me on Instagram at Clock Dodgers. You can email me, clockdodgers at gmail.com or any other social media platform that you talk to me on. It's fine. All I ask that you do is you specify that it's for the show. And to, to, to do that, you just want to start the question with am I crazy if... If I see the am I crazy if I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put you down in the books. I'm going to put that question in my spot here and then I'm going to give it a chance to be selected onto the podcast. And I may not use your question this week. I'll maybe I'll use it next week. Maybe I won't use it at all. Um, I'll try to answer the questions either way. Um, but for the ones that get pulled on the pod, if it it has to say am I crazy if if it's going to get considered. So am I crazy if and you'll have a chance to get yourself on a podcast. And maybe who knows? Maybe I'll do a couple of them, right? Uh, we'll just see. Each week will be different. I want to move over to my favorite part of the show. <laughs> my favorite part of the show. My I told you so players of the week. Remember, I'm not give I'm not here to give you the most obvious plays. You don't need me for that. You don't need me for that. There's a million outlets for you to find fancy football content. You're not listening to the Clock Dodgers podcast to be told the obvious shit, are you? I don't think you are. I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping it's not the reason. I don't think it's the reason. If you are, I mean, I can give you obvious stuff. I mean, we can do that, (laughs) but I'm not here for that. I told you so players of the week are players that are not being talked up a whole lot. Like they're not being crazy endorsed. Uh, Maybe sometimes they are, you know, depending on your outlets, because someone's got to think like me. Someone's got to think along the same lines as me. I'm not you know, thinking of the most craziest plays here, but they're players that just aren't the popular names. They're not the big name guys. They're guys that I just think will give you a good week. I'm not saying they're going to win your week for you. I'm not saying they're going to score, you know, top five numbers, but if you pick them up off of waivers or you take them off your bench and start them, or you trade for them because you got a hold of fill to the bye weeks are crazy. These guys are guys I feel good about. And I'm going to say, I told you so. 
If you don't believe me, that's fine. They're not all going to hit. Let's be honest. I'm a realist. I can admit that they're not all going to hit, right? <laughs> I've had weeks where they all hit, but you also have weeks where they don't. So it's just what it is. It's part of the game, folks. It's part of the game. Let's go with the first one at quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. You guys will notice a trend with me here if you've been following along with me. These I told you so players of the week. I like quarterbacks who can run. It's just plain and simple. I do. It creates another avenue to points. It creates a ceiling that's higher. On this show, I've, I've continuously picked running backs who can run. A lot of people don't like those guys because they don't feel like they can rely on them in the pocket or they can't rely on them to throw the ball. But I'm telling you, when they can run, they give you a ceiling. That's great. It's a good ceiling sometimes. It's a little bit of a safety net where you're like, okay, my quarterback's not going to kill me. He may not win it for me, but he's not going to kill me. Tyrod Taylor plays the Oakland Raiders this week. Anyone who watches the Oakland Raiders, I'm, I'm an Oakland Raider fan, right? I can understand that the Oakland Raiders give up a lot of points typically. Tyrod Taylor can do his thing against the Raiders. He can run out. He can make some things happen. He's got Sean McCoy. He can dump the ball. He's got a couple of wide receivers who are all right. He makes things happen, though. The Raiders are susceptible to big plays. They sometimes have issues. They give up a lot of points. He's a good play this week. You can feel safe playing him. I will sell you this. Anyone who's been listening to the podcast knows I'm a Deshaun Watson fan. Huge, right? Been touting him before. He blew up here. I touted him the game he did great against New England when they first started him. People said, you don't play rookies against Bill Belichick. Oh, yes, you do. You do when it's Deshaun Watson. He's playing in Seattle this week. I will say that I, I will start him. I will play him. I'm not going to back off of Deshaun Watson because of the Seattle Seahawks. Will he have his worst game of the season? It's highly likely he will. It's very possible. But let's be honest here. Deshaun Watson's worst game of the season, he's had some amazing games. So he can get 15 points, and you'll call it a disappointment compared to what you're used to getting from him. But it's still not horrible for your quarterback in bye weeks, injured quarterbacks left and right. Deshaun Watson, for a lot of people, was picked up as a bench player off of waivers. So some people you know, don't even like him that much. They just picked him up because he was the hot name. You could possibly trade for Deshaun Watson right now. And he's playing the Seahawks. So if someone didn't believe in him and picked him up anyway, they're going to sell him right now. They'll sell him for less. They'll sell him for cheaper. They'll get rid of him easier because they can't use him this week. And people think on a week-to-week basis of fantasy football. It's just the way it is. So I'm not going to shy away from Deshaun Watson this week. Will he kill it for you? Maybe. Maybe not. But I'm not going to shy away. I'm not going to run away from Deshaun Watson. Running back, Jalen Richard. Here's the deal. Marshawn Lynch is out this week. He's suspended for the game where he ran into the ref and kind of put his hands on him a little bit, trying to get his boy Marcus Peters out of the, you know, his Oak Oaktown family out of the uh, out of the little tussle there. And so he's suspended for this week. That's gonna be him and DeAndre Washington. They're playing the Bills, as we just mentioned, with Tyrod Taylor. The Bills have a very good run defense. That's what you're saying to yourself right now, right? The Bills, they're a pretty good run defense. Why would you mention a Raiders running back against a pretty good run defense? It's because Jalen Richard is a pass catcher. He makes big plays. And because that big play is always a possibility, I like his chances. Okay? Their secondary is actually pretty good too. So the Raiders are going to be in this situation where it's going to be hard to run the ball. And it's going to be hard to pass the ball. 
they're going to do it. They're going to just do it regardless because they have to, right? They're going to pass the ball a lot to try to keep points up. Um, so Jalen Richard is one play. Every time he touches the ball, he's one play away from a touchdown. Um, he, we, we've seen him do it repeatedly is what I mean. Anybody's one play away from a touchdown, but he's repeatedly proven that he can do that. Um, so I like his chances this week. Again, a bench guy you can start this week because uh, of bye weeks and stuff. A guy off of waivers you can grab. Um, you can use him in DFS. I like his chances there. Again, he, he's a home run threat if he can make it happen this week, right? There's a chance. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people feel like maybe DeAndre Washington is, is Lynch's backup, which may be true. But Jalen Richard is the one that's have a better chance of success against a Bills defense. That's just how I look at it. At wide receiver, the often hated Kelvin Benjamin. Another guy I've stuck by for a very long time through thick and thin, for, through the ups and downs. I've stayed here for Kelvin Benjamin. I've defended him. And so here I am again doing it. I expect a big week against the Bucks defense for him. I just don't. They're, they're, they're the worst. They are the worst secondary in this galaxy. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't, I'm not doing, a, I'm doing them a disservice if I say they're the worst secondary in the NFL because it's not true. They're worse than the college secondaries. They're worse than high school. No, I'm just, <laughs> all right, I'm getting too, I can't be too mean to them. But Kelvin Benjamin, I'm expecting him to, to do good things. I'm actually expecting the, uh, the Panthers offense, meaning Cam Newton, Funches, McCaffrey. I can see these guys all getting theirs. All, all getting their points this week against a weak buck secondary for sure. The last guy I'm giving is tight end, Tyler Croft, Bengals. Tight end for the Bengals. Um, he, here's the deal. He, he's pretty good in the red zone. He's done well. They've targeted him there. Um, so he gets a good good, good, good chance of getting a touchdown. So he's playing the Colts defense, who isn't great. right? They're just not that great. Um, so it's really that's it. That's all I need to say. Tyler Croft gets targeted in the red zone decently. He's, a, he's a, a good target for them. He's made his conversions when he gets a chance, and he's playing the close defense. That's it for my I told you so players of the week. They are my strong players of the week. The others aren't maybe talking up, but I am. Maybe others are worried about them, but I'm not. <laughs> it's just the way it is, folks. It's just the way it is. Um, no halftime. The sponsor for the podcast. No halftime. It's a great place to do DFS. It's just fantastic. It really is. I got challenges that they won't skip. I'm only gonna, I'm going to give you one challenge this week. Okay, if when you listen to the podcast, you've listened to us do the no halftime takeover. You know how I feel about no halftime, and you know that when you create challenges for me, it's an art <laughs> on no halftime. You have to create challenges that people want to accept that they don't want to skip. And so here I am giving you one that I feel people will not skip and that they will accept. You give them Dalton. Andy Dalton going against the Colts defense. Do not forget. People accepting this challenge will not forget that Dalton is with is playing against the Colts. So you give them Andy Dalton and you take McCown. That's right. Josh McCown. New York Jets. New York Jets. Josh McCown. Understand this. The people who see this, they love Dalton's matchup. And I'm thinking they're going to be wrong. I think they're wrong for that. If you go to cloudunders.com, you check out my boy Josh. He does a waiver wire article, right? He does a waiver wire article that I'm sure many of you are familiar with. I'm sure many of you um, check that out each week. He does it each week for players on waivers that you should pick up. Um, he does a lot of deep, uh, deep, like deep waiver players. So they're not like, again, 
it's clock dodgers. We don't do the most obvious things, right? Because there's already people doing that. There's no point in giving you stuff that are obvious that we feel like you, sh- you know, you don't need assistance in. So he does a sign in the waiver articles, and he met. He has a good take on there on why he thinks Dalton is not going to do great this week. Why he thinks Dalton will struggle, and it's convincing. So I, I highly encourage you if you don't already watch it, watch it. If you don't already read it, to go ahead and read it. Go to cloudodgers.com. It's called Signing the Waiver. Josh does a great job. Um, so go check it out. Definitely do so. Show him some love. If you check it out, send him a message. Say, bro, I checked out that article. It was great. Because of you, I'm not starting any Dalton this week. And you either, the next, you after this week, you either slaughter him for that or you give him his props. And if you want to give him his props, you can find him on Twitter at generally underscore aware. My argument against Dalton is that he's Andy fucking Dalton. Like, if you trust him, you probably also believe that the 1919 White Sox played their hardest in the World Series. If you trust him, I, I don't know what else to tell you. If you trust him, you believe a lot of shit. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. He's just a guy who's let me down a lot, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I can't do it. And you're, you're better than me if you trust him. All right, guys. To close this bad boy out. I do want to say, a lot of people like to say, don't get cute. Don't get cute. You know that saying, right? You've heard people say it. You've heard people say that. You say, hey, you know, should I bench uh, Mike Evans this week for, um, you know, this guy, Benny Fowler? Hey, don't get cute, man. Don't get cute with the lineup. All right. So it's somewhat of a catch-22, and I wanted to bring it up because of that. In some cases, it holds true, right? In most cases, it holds true. In the major majority of the time, it's correct. Don't get cute, right? Don't get cute with the drastic start of a one-week wonder over proven talent. But there are those moments when a player may be on the cusp of a breakout, when a player is about to have a week like none other, right? Or his first big week. Maybe this, he's never really done it before. You have a chance to start that guy over a vet, over a player that has proven himself before, um, maybe say say this guy doesn't have a great matchup this week, and you got this guy, and you're like, he's a rookie, he's going to get a, you know, a real chance to play this week. Um, you you got to take those shots sometimes, because if you play that guy, you kind of look like a genius, and it's a good look for you. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Flourish out there, you know what I mean? Um, let me give you an example. Um, hmm. Let's think of a guy. Let's think of a guy right now really quick. Um, Juju, you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Juju Schuster, <laughs> wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hilarious. By the way, if you have a Twitter account and you're not following Juju, you're missing some shit in life. He's hilarious. But you have this game coming up, Sunday Night Football, I believe, and word is Martavius Bryant. Is going to be benched because of his his social media <laughs> antics, um, which it puts Juju in a, in a big spot, you know, a, a chance to really prove himself. So say you believe in Juju, you're buying in him, you're buying in on it, right? You're like, I believe in Juju this week. I think the uh, stars are about to align. And then you have a player um, who has proved himself before, um, who has a bigger name than Juju, obviously, because Juju is a rookie and you know, not everybody believes in the rookies. And so say you get a guy that 
Uh, you do have a wide receiver. Um, I know this week the Packers don't play, but um, they're an option, like you know, like a Jordy Nelson or or somebody like that. Um, if they were playing, that'd be a, a guy I would I would kind of use it as an example. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys on top of my head here that you could really use it as an example. Um, you, you say you you know you're afraid of the the Texans facing the Seahawks, maybe Hopkins, right? Uh, I'm personally not worried about it, like I said earlier, but it's another guy that you know maybe you don't, you're you're not crazy about the matchup. It just bothers you for whatever reason. Um, so you, you guys catch you guys catch what I'm saying? If you, it's like you know you have this chance to to do this and you play it smart, follow the research, follow your gut, follow what you've watched. But never lose the dangerous side of you. Never lose the risk taken side of you. Never lose the side of you that dares to be different. I mentioned, you know, people being different and taking those chances and doing what other people won't do and doing what people are going to judge you for in, in many facets of life. And fancy football is no different. You got to take those risks. You have to. Because they pay off a lot of times. And if they don't, at least you went down and lost or had a bad week or made a bad play on a guy um, under your own gut feeling, you know, it doesn't hurt as much when you tell yourself to do it. That's all I can say. I know a lot of guys take a lot of advice from a lot of people. We all do. But at the end of the day, if you make the decision, it's much easier, whether lose or fail. I mean, win or fail, lose or fail, same thing, whether win or fail, you still feel better about it when it was your choice. That's all I can tell you. So don't get cute. Yeah, it's true. But also don't be don't be a square. Don't play shit safe all the time. Take some risks. Clock Dodgers podcast. You can find it on all podcasting platforms. All I ask is that you subscribe to it. I'm super appreciative that you listen. I'm super appreciative that you listen today. But if you just subscribe to it and share it with your friends and your family and let more and more people hear about it. It's so beneficial to what we're doing. Visit clockdodgers.com. I say visit clockdodgers.com for one really important reason to me. And that reason is that a lot of awesome people contribute on there. It's not about me. It's really not. Um, I ask you to visit clockdodgers.com because not just visiting it, but visit it, read the the articles and the content that people are creating, and then hit them up and talk about it with them or leave a comment below on the website. Um, because those guys put in a lot of hard work and we just want them to get their due. So show some love, visit cloudwriters.com. A lot of great articles, whether you're into college football, we got a guy who writes with amazing passion and fancy football. Um, Steven, definitely check his stuff out. Um, if you're into fancy football, waiver wire stuff, um, DFS plays, things like that. We got those kind of things. If you're into NASCAR, DFS. We got uh, AC who does that. Um, if you just into regular, just the football side of things, not even fancy football. We got power rankings from Eddie that are up there a lot. Um, adjusting uh, expectations from Josh. Just a lot of good stuff on there for sports in general. Of course, you can access the podcast. Every episode is on there. Um, you can access some of our sponsored stuff from our sponsors, different kind of entertainment articles. We try to throw videos on there. If you guys are interested in contributing, in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't have to be sports. I understand that you're listening to a fancy football episode right now, but it doesn't have to be sports. You can have whatever your interest is. Hit me up and we can talk. Um, 
if you have any way of contributing to the Clock Dodgers, whether it's the website or anything else, let me know. We could talk and see what could happen. Uh, but go on there because there's a lot of cool things that we put up there for you guys in relation to the episodes or in relation to the articles people are making. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's a big thing. It's a quick, easy connection to us. It's a quick, easy connection. It's fun. We share a lot of cool stuff on there as well. We support a lot of people on there. So it's not just following Clock Dodgers, but there's also a lot of cool people who who we, who we fuck with. Um, that we support their stuff. So it's important to go on there. And also it helps with the podcast. If you got, when you guys listen, um, the different guests that are on the show and stuff, we share stuff from them. So it's just, it's just great. It just helps build the community. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And as always guys, you know, the deal, be kind, be great. Keep dodging. Visit ClockDodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at ClockDodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.